Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Elizabeth Reese. I'm Marjorie Punnett. And this is Best to the Nest, the podcast that's all about creating strong, comfortable, beautiful nests that prepare us to fly. Hi, Marjorie. Hey, lady. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. It's a little snowy day here in the Twin Cities, and so it's kind of like a little cozy winter wonderland happening. What's the temperature? I don't know. It feels fine. <laughs> that Probably somewhere is the around way 30, on, 20, who knows? <laughs> honestly, that is the way to survive Minnesota. I don't know. I feel cozy. I'm all good. Let's move on. Let's not obsess about the temperature. (laughs) I swear, Elizabeth, the last time I lived in Minnesota, the last winter I had there, that was the season of the polar vortexes. Oh, yeah. That was a bad one. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was a bad one. There were like three where the wind chill was below 50. It was like 50 below. Oh, my God. Yeah, there was a long stretch where it was zero below or oh. below. You know, it would never get above zero, rather, is how I should articulate that. And it was yes. – um, and I feel like it was like 40 days in a row or something. I mean, oh it wasn't – it wasn't great. It it took me a long time. I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I remember – you know, I grew up here, so I felt right. like – this was just how people live. And I remember when I was, I think I had to have been at like my first job. I was in my like early twenties and I'd only lived in Minnesota or Wisconsin for, for school. And I saw a list of the top 10 coldest inhabited cities in the United States of America. So the top 10 coldest cities in America. And I think there were five or six that were in Minnesota. And I was like, oh, this really explains why people are always like, wow, it's so cold where you live. And I'm like, I always thought it was just kind of normal. But apparently you can live in a place where life is a little bit easier. But I mean, what kind of character would you have if you did that, Marjorie? Well, I I don't remember if I ever told you when my older son, when Gar was moving out to LA, I can't remember who said this, but he had... He had talked to a producer out there for a class. So it wasn't like yeah. for a job or anything, for a class. And the producer had told him that in Los Angeles, they love hiring young people from the Midwest. Oh, for sure. Because they're so hardworking and they have such a, they have a great work ethic. And I think Minnesota, where there's a little bit of hardship, it does build character. When you have to get up and go to school and it's 50 below. I know. That's a character building day. It's and true. so I think there are, I think there are benefits. So I would recommend to everybody raise your children in Minnesota and then retire someplace else. <laughs> That's probably a good idea. It's probably it's a good, get a summer home and a winter right. home. If you can that's swing right. it, that's a that's a nice way to go if you can make it happen. And and what we're doing here, I'm just going to label this is kind of like a conversation scroll kind of what we're talking about today, which is Instagram. Yeah. And you said you're going to go off Insta for a while? 
I'm not going to go off, but I'm going to, I'm, I got to tone down the mindless scrolling. So this happened to me with Twitter a few years ago too, where I would just sit and scroll and look at it. And it was sort of like my default. I tried to stop this from happening by moving the Instagram app like way back in my oh. apps. So I had to swipe, <laughs> swipe, swipe several times to get to it, you know, right. like not on the front page of my apps. And that right. seemed to help for a while, but now I've gotten past that. <laughs> And so I just like, I look at it mindlessly and I don't like mindlessly looking at it. I think it's not good. I I like to look at it with intention. And then if I'm doing things for work, that feels different. You know, my job's a little bit different in that it does involve some social media right, right. interaction that is company sanctioned. But I just like, when I'm in my downtime, I can't sit there and scroll it. I don't feel like it's good. I should, I would rather like, I'd feel better if I was like reading an actual book or if I was doing something. So I'm, my, um, my intention is to start to be more intentional about my Instagram consumption in the new year. It's one of my so many you, goals for self-improvement. <laughs> so, so you mentioned that in our last podcast. So I thought, wouldn't it be great today to talk about our Instagram favorites? As long yeah. as, as long, as long as we're going to limit ourselves, we could sort of binge till the, till the new year. I but do think I, one I, thing that is good is curating your own feed though to things yeah. that really serve you. If you're finding things that are like bugging you or making you feel less than or whatever, then you got to mute those things right away. So this is these are actually good examples for how to use Instagram intentionally to be following things that make you feel great. And I think curating, I'm glad you said that because I for a long time didn't bump things out of my feed and now I'm I am so strict. If it doesn't yeah. make me feel good, it's gone. Yeah. It's yeah. because there's no point to it. There's and no. and that includes like people that I know. So mm-hmm. if it just it has if, to. Yeah, if I don't feel good, you're gone. So, and I think everybody can be that selfish about it. It's supposed to be, you know, for for some of us it is work, but for most of the world it is just relaxation and pleasure. So, if it doesn't bring you joy, get rid of it. Get rid of it. I'm totally with you. Okay, but these accounts really are bringing us joy, and we all have uh we have quite a few. So, let's bust through some of them. Okay, do you want to go first? No, you can start. Okay. So, mine um my first one, this is would be kind of the definition of mindless viewing. Um, it's called, it's at Lunatica Milano Ooh. and it's, it's an Italian account. Sounds fancy Italian. All it is, Elizabeth, are skirts. <laughs> it's just pretty skirts. Of course you follow this. It's just pretty skirts. I have a fabric thing and you would know this by the bolts of fabric in my house, which I have moved multiple times and I don't sew. Really, <laughs> but I have bolts of fabric because I liked the col- the colors and the texture. When we lived yeah. in Atlanta, there was um there's a great it's kind of a center of design. There's a part of Atlanta that's that has just all of these fabric shops because they're close to the mills, and I used yeah. to take the kids there when when they were little, and we would just walk around and collect swatches. <laughs> Very strange. They loved it. They thought it was the coolest thing ever. They didn't know it was totally weird, but it's Lunatica Milano, and we'll post these on the show notes, but it's just the same skirt over and over again in different fabrics. Oh, that's... Oh, gosh, I can't find this. I'm trying to look it up while we're talking. At... Well, you see it there in the notes, don't you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, and it's not coming up. Weird. Let me make sure okay. I spelled it right. We'll have to double check, but we'll, double we'll check. make sure that we have it right to the, when you post it so you can see it. Okay, I listen, sure that just makes you happy. That's lovely. It makes me so happy. Okay, so I'm going to uh, share someone who I just love to follow and who I followed for a long time, and her name is Jana, and her account is called at Fox Meets Bear. 
And it's kind of cute because her nickname is Fox and her husband's nickname is Bear. Oh, cute. And um, they have a whole slew of little girls. They are just so cute. And um, I really love her. What her description is is mother, nature, nurturer. And she just posts about um, the way that she lives and the way that her family lives and the way that she raises her girls. And it's um, it's very much about – she kind of ca- calls it wilderness parenting. And so these ways that you can really, like, expose your kids to so much learning and so much um, knowledge and kind of getting that great slowdown – by just having them be outside and just soak up the natural world. And right. her photos are beautiful. She's lovely. She's just, I, you know, we, we DM on occasion and just have little conversations back and forth. And even in my DMs, she is like even more insightful and delightful than she is in what she posts. And I've just thoroughly enjoyed seeing the way that she raises her kids. And, you know, it can be hard, I think, when you're looking at like parenting things, on social media to not feel sort of like less than or like, okay, well, yeah, you can do this because you have like 10 nannies and you're, you know, whatever. And you're a full-time parenting influencer. Like, sure, you can get all this stuff done. But she's got a very different approach to it, like a, like sort of a beauty in the simplicity. And so it doesn't in any way feel preachy or less than. It just feels lovely and inspirational. So I um, am a big fan of her. So I think you would like to follow her and you might like to see um, what she does. And she just always, I don't know, she posts about like cute little skirts and shoes that get you in touch with nature. And I just like it. (laughs) I love that you DM'd her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you just do that with anybody that you like? So she's local. So then some, I don't know. I think she, I followed her and then maybe she started following me and then we kind of like just started like liking each other's things and then kind of just messaging about stuff. And we just, we just have like lovely little Instagram interactions that I feel like she's my friend, even though she's not my friend in real life, but I would like it if she would become my real life friend. (laughs) So maybe it'll happen. I don't know. All right. So my next one is at fashion by Robert Black. And this is, um, it's actually a shop in Scottsdale, Arizona that I was introduced to by our mutual friend, Molly Mogren. Oh, yeah. Who came to, she was in Arizona and she DM'd me and said, hey, I'm here. Do you want to go to breakfast? So we went to breakfast and then she's like, hey, I know of this little shop. I'm like, Molly, this is totally unfair. Like you're in my town and you know the coolest places. So we went over to the shop and it's probably, I've, I've shopped vintage clothes pretty much since I was about 15. So um, I've always loved vintage wear. So in, in the day, Elizabeth, I was wearing in college 1950s housecoats. So <laughs> super vintage. Um, this is the best curated vintage shop I've ever wow. been in. Wow. It's by appointment only, huh? By appointment only. That's since COVID. It didn't yeah. used to be. That's since COVID. Oh, but my gosh. Is... Their feed is very fun. I like people on their Instagram feed who have a consistent mission yep. and you know what you're going to get, but like a, you know, a variety of things. And it, this is good, Marjorie. This one's oh, really good. This shop. So Molly and I went to the shop and I'm like dancing about. I'm so happy. And then Molly's husband came to pick her up because they had to go. And I'm like, I'm staying. I'm sticking. (laughs) So I stayed. And I can't remember. I don't know if it's Robert Black who was helping me. But I'm in the dressing room. And they're just bringing me the most wonderful dresses. And so that time when I was there, 
I had, we have regional Emmys, you know, and so we had a regional Emmy thing in about five months, but I always pre-buy dresses and this was pre-COVID and I bought the most beautiful 1960s, I think the designer was Lily Rubin, um, kind of slinky kind of dress, but it has, it, it falls down on the shoulders and it was trimmed in mink and then the bottom was trimmed in mink. Fine. Just the swirliest, sweetest, and the animal was dead years ago. So, Peter, please don't, please don't. It's dead, like in the twenties. So yeah. it's okay. Yeah, um, it's not okay, but you know what I mean. But it um, is, there we go. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is great. But but they just have the the they curate so beautifully. The clothes that they sell are inspected. They're cleaned. They're in perfect shape. And what they've started doing since COVID, the Instagram feed became really active. And so if you see a dress that you like, you can DM them. No matter where you are in the world, you can DM them and you can buy the dress. You know what I like about this, though? I mean, if you're not going to go to Scottsdale or even like you're not going to buy any of these, it's just really fun inspiration of how to put together some yeah. lovely looks. Yeah. Um, and they've got just like this cute little runway that they go, oh, this is a fun scroll. This is good. Yeah, that's yep. a good one. Yep. Super fun. I like it very much. Okay, next up is the plant penthouse for me. Oh, um, I love it's that. It's a really great feed, and it is just just beyond lovely. Okay, so if you look it up, it's just all about plants and ways to incorporate plants into your home. And the woman who is behind it, her name is Shayla, and she's been on Twin Cities Live several times, and I just adore her. She is just vibrant and full of life, and she just uses plants in a beautiful way. And it's sort of like, I mean, she does all of this in Minnesota and it kind of makes you feel like you're on vacation when you scroll through her feed Um, because it shows you how to utilize different plants um, in home decor and how she like displays them and then different ones that she picks. And um, she's just great. So I think you should follow the plant penthouse for sure. And Shayla is really She's one of the most like infectiously, infectiously delightful people that you meet in real life, and her Instagram feed is the exact same. Oh, brings joy. That's the criteria. Brings, brings joy. joy. Yes, and plants. Oh, now I'm looking at her and all of her greenery. Oh, and here's some of her appearances on Twin Cities Live or in her Instagram feed, so you can see that. <laughs> That's, too. Nice. That's nice. That's mm-hmm. nice. My next one is Chloe, and I want to pronounce this correctly. Chloe Dallolio. Chloe Dallolio. Okay. She's Italian. Um, she is the v- she's the video lead for a woman I've talked about before named Trini Woodall. Yeah. The woman out of London. So this is the woman that sort of is in charge, I guess, of all the social feeds and all the stuff that they do, the media that they do. Uh, she's Italian. I think she's in her maybe late 20s, early 30s. But what I like about her, so she and Trini do this thing called um, Friday Twitting. And they wear the same outfit, but they're very different body types. And what's so great is, I mean, Trini's probably a size six and Chloe's probably a six, a size 16 and very, you know, sort of buxom and so very different body types. And so when they do the Friday twinning, they do the same outfit on two different bodies and how you could style it and how it's going to look great on both. And what Chloe does, her whole feed is sort of filled with, apart from her professional job, is all about being body positive. Yeah. So she does the most interesting things. Like she had, um, she had, it was kind of like performance art, but they did um, the real catwalk where they had women like in the middle of London 
do a catwalk like in their underwear <laughs> to show what it, real bodies look like. Right. And I think that that's, to me, that's what I think is really important to girls is to see what real bodies look like. And we've talked about this a little bit before. I used to read Seventeen magazine when I was a teenager, and all the girls in there were tiny. You know, they were just tiny. And so the goal was always like, oh, God, I have to be tiny like that. And it does infiltrate how you think about yourself. And I just love the message she's putting out there for for women. Of It's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like the Dove campaign, which I loved. It's like this is the spectrum of bodies, what they look like, Work hard to get good with yours because it's yeah. good. And yeah. so she's just a really interesting person. And she pops up in my – because I follow her, so she'll pop up. And I just like knowing that she's out there doing the work that she's doing. Yeah, that's great. I love that. That's fantastic. Yeah, she's Okay, cool. my next next one is a former guest on our podcast, Amanda Pa, who is my sourdough guru. <laughs> Every person should have a personal sourdough guru that they yes, can you're depend very on. Lucky. To help you answer questions. Um, and she is the woman behind the blog Heartbeat Kitchen, B-E-E-T. Um, B-E-E-T. Yeah, I got it. I was like, how many E's did I say? So not like beet, like beet, like the vegetable. And, um, she is so great at explaining sourdough. So I followed her for a long time and I've known Amanda for a long time and I knew her before she even launched her blog full time when she was doing it on the side and she had a corporate gig. I just think the way that she takes photos is really beautiful. So when it comes to a feed of hers, I like the photos and I like her like diversity of types of food. Like it's like sometimes it's a salad. Sometimes it's homemade sourdough English muffins. Sometimes Mm. it's a, you know, a dessert. She tends to go like a little lower on sugar in some of the desserts. Oh, nice. You know, she uses like, um, you know, more unrefined sweeteners. She doesn't do this all the time, but she does it quite a bit. And I, I like that aspect of it. And sometimes I think when you can look, you can look at food photos and I'm just like attracted to the aesthetic that she puts out there. Right. It just looks beautiful. So like she did these, I want to make these this week, these salty chocolate date caramels. Okay, that sounds delicious. So it's like a sea salt caramel, but it's with a date caramel inside, and they look like fantastic. She posted that on December 5th, if you want to look. But um, she's a lovely person. And then in her stories, she does, she um, rescues and fosters kittens. Oh. Like kittens that are so tiny that she has to bottle feed them. Um, oh. Like has to wake up every two hours and bottle oh. feed these tiny kittens. And she posts oh. so many pictures and videos of them. And I don't have a kitten. I don't think a kitten is going to be in my future. That right. being said, I really like to look at these tiny kittens. Oh, <laughs> it's is like there very relaxing? I do think cats are, as a species go, consistently the most beautiful animals. They're just so fascinating, and they're always yep. up to just weird things. And I just think they're entertaining. <laughs> so it'll be like, like here, I'm looking at her feed right now, and it's like here, her she's snuggling with a kitten, and then the next thing is cinnamon rolls, and I'm like, these are all great things. Like this is great, Amanda. So anyway, Again, I think you should follow her. Kittens and cinnamon rolls. Yes, and that is the that is a recipe for happiness right there. <laughs> it's good. All right. So my recipe for happiness is I follow, this is probably the, the most well-known, um, account that I follow, which is Jennifer Gardner. Oh yeah. I and love following her. She's great. She just is, she is delightful. Like it, it just, I'll, I'll, she'll pop on and she's obviously, 
when she's done up, when she's Hollywood Jennifer Garner, she is stunningly beautiful. When she's just herself, she's just as cute as can be. And I love that she will, I mean, half, most of the stuff in her feed, she's not wearing makeup. She's got jeans on. She's just being normal. She just posted something, speaking of cats, where her cat had a little disaster and she had to give it a bath. And it was so charming to see her just sort of being. And I was reminded of how much I enjoy her because of her ex-husband's comments this week. And it just oh, made yeah. me super sad. Yeah. And so I think if we gave Jennifer Garner a big boost and some more people follow her, but she also does. <laughs> I think she's she, doing okay. <laughs> I know, but I think we could help. And I feel for her. I have empathy. And I just, for those of you who didn't follow the story, Ben Affleck decided to talk about his alcoholism. And if I get this wrong, Elizabeth, you can, you can correct me because I'm not reading the story. I sort of glanced at it basically said that he started drinking again because he felt trapped in his marriage to Jennifer Garner. Yeah, it didn't come off that great. It was in a conversation with Howard Stern. I I haven't listened to the whole thing, but I yeah. heard I heard from people who did that they kind of like understood the context better oh, when good. you listen to the whole when you listen to the whole conversation versus just I wouldn't rely on just the headlines to make good. a judgment about what he said. I but but it is, you know, it was a little bit troubling. Yeah. Still not good. Right. I mean, if you want to say stuff like that, I think that's awesome to say that to your therapist. Um, if you're trying to sort through why you have a drinking problem or what sort of triggered you, I, I'm all about discuss that. But I think to – and I, I mean, I, I may or may not go back and listen to the whole quote. I just – it was just a weird thing to see the story. I think I – I don't know if I think I read it in Vanity Fair, and so that was definitely the chopped yeah. down version. I think um, she probably felt pretty trapped in her marriage to him. Do you think? <laughs> she, just a little bit. Um, but anyway, so her her feed though, she'll do one of the things I really love that she was doing. She's she does a meditation um, live, so she'll go on Insta, she'll go on Insta Live and just do a meditation with this other woman who leads the meditation, and you could do it with them. Oh, yeah, and I've seen that. I need to watch more of that. I, yeah, I just like think in a way I think that's kind of generous because this is um, this is her sharing a contact that she has that she finds helpful and invites everybody into it. And I, yeah, I find nice. that really generous. Yeah, so she's joy to me too. I like that. Okay, my next two kind of go together. So do you mind if I do two? No. Just because they have sort of the same theme, and that is um, like a holistic health perspective. Right. So I have um, two that I that I wanted to share on this, and that's, you know, I like that kind of information. That's no secret. I've talked about this on the podcast many times. Um, but the first one is uh, my homeopath, who I've been talking about and who uh, is going to be a guest on the podcast. Jenny, she agreed. Um, oh, that's I didn't great. tell you that, but we're going to have her on the show in, in the next couple weeks. But her Instagram is how I found her and then connected with her locally and then I've been um I've had several appointments with her but it's the dot enlightened dot homeopath and she her name is Jenny Hoagland. She is just really wonderful. And now I'm taking a course with her that I'm really enjoying in addition to my appointments. Now I mean you have to decide that homeopathy is like a modality of healthcare that you want to participate in. Okay. And you can, I would do research on that to decide if that's something that you're interested in. For me, um, you know, I like a holistic view and I like to incorporate different healthcare elements into our healthcare, right? right. So I have a, we've talked about this on the podcast before. I see, see an acupuncturist, I have a Western medical doctor and then, um, I see Jenny and then I have a therapist. I got a whole slew of people. Listen, there's a lot of people on the payroll. This is like, 
There's a lot going on. There's a lot of appointments. I gotta like, I don't have enough time because of my job for all my appointments. But anywho, um, she just shares. But you're really, on track, Elizabeth. Yeah, you're she shares really track. lovely um, information on her Instagram feed, and I think you will like her and find her the way that she communicates. I never really understood what homeopathy was until she explained it, and then I started to get it and um, and like feel good about it. And then she also is um, she's just super knowledgeable. And I like the idea of our, like, really the majority of our health and wellness is in our own hands. We have control over it. And I think particularly in a time when we're just dealing with a lot that feels out of our control, particularly when it comes to health, I personally feel like the reminder has got to be and should have been for a long, long time that our daily choices our health is a summary. It's the sum of our daily choices that we're yep. making. Yep. And um, that I think has missing that has led to a lot of us feeling really out of control. So um, I really enjoy her. I think you will too. And then another one that I follow is Dr. Anna Maria Temple. She is a, um, she is a doctor out of North Carolina. She's a holistic doctor and I took a course from her on eczema treatment that really helped a lot for um, eczema and food allergies with my son Heathcliff that I found to be just really helpful. Oh, that's and great. her Instagram feed, you know, she doesn't hold back. She's She says, like, this is the stuff that's killing us. <laughs> I mean, you know, and like, right. I just respect that. She's a holistic pediatrician. She um, has parenting tips. She has... Um, a lot of like swap outs. So for example, one of her recent posts is cooking oils. And she says before consuming oils, it's important to know that not all oils are created equal and consuming certain oils can be downright dangerous to your health. And she talks about like why you will likely want to avoid things like generic vegetable oil and canola oil, and then what you want to switch out for instead and why you want to switch out and make a different swap. So she's got lots of good swaps. What do we want to switch to? So we want to switch to avocado oil, olive oil, coconut oil, and then she says how to choose a good avocado oil, how to choose a good coconut oil. Oh, that's What about ghee? She goes into all of these things. So like they're just really well put together kind of little infographics that I think can help you, you know, just make tiny little swap outs and choices that can really, again, add up to be um, to the sum of greater health. And she has contributed to that for me. This is what I love about you. What? Is if, oh, that's if a great way to start a sentence. Yes. I should start every <laughs> sentence that way. This is what I love about you. But looking, I was always really not, I don't think I had the education that you have or did the research that you necessarily have done for your kids and their diet and doing what you do with the way that they live. I just knew how I was raised and I was raised with very little sugar. My mom was not a great cook, but but in the day, you know, there there just wasn't as much sort of junk yeah. food out there. Yeah, there wasn't as much. I mean, the process, well, the process package revolution started to happen. Your mom probably resisted it for a while. I mean, yeah. it really started in the 50s. Yeah, and I think, and I, I just, we were very sort of meat and potatoes kind of family. I mean, and so, and I think my dad had a big, my dad was always very sort of ironically health conscious. Um in terms of what maybe he that was eat. a compensation mechanism. Uh, yeah, think? I mean, I swear to God, I mean, I've talked about it before. My father was an alcoholic, but he uh, high functioning, obviously. Um, he swam 
every night for an hour and sat in esteem for an hour and a half every night of his life, which is why, despite the fact that he smoked and he drank, he lived till he was 90. Well, see, doesn't that show you can overcome a lot? That's great, Marjorie. That's inspirational. That's wonderful. (laughs) That's inspirational. But back to why I love you. Um, If there's one thing that this podcast that I would really want people as a takeaway when we talk about Best of the Nest, it's about food. Yeah. And it's about what you feed your children. And I'm not a doctor. I don't want to get all preachy. But I am telling you, if you watch what your children eat, everything they eat affects their brains, affects their behavior, affects all of that. And so I just, when you talk about, like, you could just make these little swaps, these are big deals. To teach your children how to eat well and to teach them what makes them feel good is so important as opposed to having them sort of addicted to sugar and not knowing any other way. Yeah, yeah. And to to say to the system, like, I'm not going to fall for you. You know, we've got a system in this country that is not set up in our best interests, when it, particularly when it comes to food. It's I really mean, very troubling. And so you've yeah. got to say, I'm not going to live within that system. I'm going to buck the trends. I'm not going to do the norm. And there's enough, and, and I think this is, again, why I love you. There is enough research out there now and enough avenues where you can find support, ideas, um, you can cook creatively. You can do smoothies creatively. I interviewed a chef who does this he, he, every day. He makes a smoothie for his kids that basically covers the bases mm-hmm. on all levels. So it doesn't even have to be that complicated, and it doesn't have to be expensive. Processed food is expensive. You yeah. can do it. You can do it. You can do it cheaply. So I think yeah. sometimes people feel like, oh my god, if you're talking about all these changes I have to make, I can't afford to eat well. But honestly. There are ways to do it where I think you can fortify your kids' brains and their bodies with good food. So, yeah. Anyway. Me too. I yeah. agree. I so like important. it. So anyway, those are two Those are um, two that I think are good follows. Okay. Now who else do you have? Okay. Uh, at bathroom underscore of underscore Insta. Oh. So we have a half bath in our house, which we a week ago ripped out. That is now gone. And we're taking a teeny tiny room, which is a 48 by, so four feet by 10 feet. Can you visualize that? Yeah, got it. And we're turning it into a full bath. Ooh. So we have a zero entry shower and um, a teeny tiny sink that's 23 inches long and sort of a standard toilet. So the shower and the toilet are kind of the right size, but the, the, the sink is miniature, but we fit it all in. It should be done next week. But what was really helpful to me is this Instagram account. So about a year ago, I just started looking and seeing what I liked, what I didn't like. Um, you can just look at small bathrooms. I was just looking at how to creatively do a, a teeny tiny bathroom. Oh, and these are it, good. Yeah, it's fun. It's just, So if you're in a renovation project and you just want ideas, it doesn't mean you have to follow any of it. But for me, looking at all of those examples helped me narrow down what kind of texture I wanted, what kind of tile I wanted, um, that I wanted zero entry because I just wanted it to be, you know, I have to maximize every inch that I have in there. So yeah, it's a great They show great some weird layouts too, like yeah. weird layouts that are bad befores and then into the after. That's really cool. Oh, yeah. Bathrooms so- underscore of underscore Insta. Yeah, and and bathrooms are not cheap to do, so you want to do it once and you want to do it right. So I ended up picking – it's kind of cool because if you go from our kitchen – we have a very open floor plan house. You go from our kitchen into this little pantry, like 
mudroom area and then into the bathroom. So there's a mudroom and then the bathroom. And we have hardwood, dark hardwood floors in our kitchen. And so it was really hard to find like a tile that the transition felt fluid. Yeah. And so I actually ended up picking it's a, a, a fairly cheap tile, but I got it um, from another, um, from a, a online store called Tile Bar, which is great if you're looking for tile. And it's an Italian tile um, and it's called Brick Rustico and it looks like brick. Cool. And so it's really cool. We've laid it in a brick pattern. So it's going to be, it's going to be very different, but really cool. But this um, Instagram account helped me sort of sort out what I wanted in my head. Oh, that's great. They tag yep. all the designers too. So then you can um, look into further designers work if you like, like the style of one of them. That's good. Yeah, it's good. That's a really good one. Okay. The last one that I have is um, at Shop Ume. So um, shop, so just normal, and then U-M-E-I. Now, this is a store in Minneapolis that my mom discovered um, through, like, a little designer tour that she did. And then she took me and my sisters there, and then I went back again. And it's so cool. It is um, in – it's, like, right near the North Loop. And it has – here's their little title, Beautiful Functional Goods for Living from Around the World and Especially Japan. So they have a ton of really beautiful, like beautifully crafted, minimalist looking Japanese home goods, which are just so cool and so pretty. And then there's some other things as well, but it's such a beautifully curated collection. And um, the two times I've been in there, the owner has been in there and she is so lovely and she has just like a really great way of talking to you about every Hmm. item. And so Hmm. you sort of leave feeling like the things that you are getting are beautiful, very functional, and you kind of know the story behind them. So there's a Japanese brand called Kinto, K-I-N-T-O, and they make just like really lovely glassware and, um, and carafes and things like that. And my sister got me a really cool carafe for Christmas that I saw and loved there that has um, basically you can make cold brew in it, Marjorie, because it has like this interior little cone and you can put the cold brew like the grounds in. You could also use it to like infuse water with strawberry or whatever. Um, And it has just like, or you could do it with tea. It has this really pretty um, aesthetic to it. And then it's super functional. So I've just like loved everything there and I can't wait to go back and I keep thinking about it. And her Instagram is really great and you can also order things online too. So if you're not local, um, but she does a beautiful job of, of putting things together. And if you have questions about anything, just message them because they're super responsive and really knowledgeable. So go there. And if you're in the Twin Cities, you should go and shop there. It's fantastic. They do have really limited hours. I mean, legit like open Fridays and Saturdays. It's great for them. You know, if I were a shopkeeper. Yeah. I, that's what I would do. I'm like open one day a week. If you yeah. want, if you want me, you'll find me one day a week. <laughs> if you want to come here, this is when it's open. This, this is when it's open. I don't know that I'd ever make any money, but that's the way I would do she it. She said this week we are open this Wednesday and Thursday from twelve to four and by appointment. This is terrific. That's what I would like okay. to. I would like everything in my life to be open two days a week from twelve to four. <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> I love that. I just have to note, if you all are hearing any background noise now, so the wall that I podcast toward backs up to the renovation that's happening, and the crew just came from lunch, and they turned on the radio. So they're having a good time back there tiling. So if you hear anything, that's I don't hear it, if that makes you feel any better. Yeah. That's good. Okay, my last one is 
this just brings me so much joy. It's kind of like your 12 days of cookies. Oh, I know yeah. I'm not going to make them, but I love to look at them. This is at Bordados Belto, which basically in Spanish means embroidery universe. Ooh. In another time, maybe in 10 years, I'll be sitting in a chair embroidering. Yes, you should do that. That's a great idea. It just, the simplest things are, like, you could do a little daisy on a dress, and it would be the cutest thing ever. So yeah. I love just, uh, this will pop up, I follow this, I follow that account, and just so these little, oh, do you? <laughs> oh, I just little, started. <laughs> these little embroidery projects just pop up, and every time I see one, it makes me so happy. It, like I said, it's like your cookies. It just makes me so happy. So if you just need something that is just a little spark of creativity, this is a perfect account. It'll never harm you, and it'll never make you feel bad. It'll just make you smile. That should be just the strategy for everything you bring into your life. It'll never harm you, and it'll exactly. never make you feel bad. Yes. This Basically, one, you should just surround yourself with, like, plants. Bordados, bordados belto. I so, like it. That's, that's yeah. very good. These are yeah. really good um, things. So, anyway, if you want to take an Instagram break, we support you. If you want to be more intentional about your time, we support you. And if you want to curate your feed so that it really serves you, we fully support you. So, there you go. And, and I think I just had a brilliant idea. By the way, what? I've had a lot of coffee today, so I feel like I've been a little bossy and a little overly <laughs> chatty, but that's sort of the hazard of three cups of coffee. I don't and I forgot what I was going to say. Wait, it was oh, a really good Oh, you had a great thought. idea. You had a brilliant idea. Oh, here's a good idea. Um, why is there a dating service, Elizabeth, that uses the accounts that you follow on Instagram to match you? Oh, that'd be a good idea. Would it? That'd be a really good idea. Because look at that. Look how this reflects our personality so clearly. Yeah. Anyway. You just, I don't know if like, I don't think that mine and Jay's would overlap that. Maybe they would. I don't know. You should we, to, we just trade food stuff back and forth. Yeah. He found yeah, yeah. like this way to coat a burrito in cheese the other day that he then tested out. And I have to, I have to hand it to him. It was a success. And he there found you go. it on the gram. There you go. There you go. He absolutely did. All right. Listen, if you are enjoying this podcast, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a review at Apple Podcasts. And here's a review from Sumhum. She said, my favorite weekly podcast. I love oh, this podcast yes. and find myself anxiously awaiting Tuesdays to hear the latest episodes. Your episodes are filled with variety, insight, and energy. Yes, some more days than others. <laughs> the episode on digital addiction pushed me to finally write a review. As a mom of four, 13, 11, 9, and 6, I am sad and scared for my kids, their brain development, their mental health, and their ability to find joy in things beyond screens. The most common words spoken at my home are, can I use your phone? Can you put in the password? I just need a little more time. Oh, yeah. The battles over screen time, appropriate content, and device hopping are exhausting and endless. Thank you for discussing this important issue and reinvigorating my desire to keep fighting this battle. And again, it goes back to you've got to make sure that the things that are coming into your house don't do any harm. Yeah. And that's a hard, hard battle to fight. I know. It's tough. Way to go. Way to Find stay on it. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Best of the Nest. We are the podcast that brings you home. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. 
Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.